When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No brakes, no brakes, no fear, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome along, I'm Ian Brannan, and in this week's episode, despite the weather making its best efforts to throw a spanner in the works of British Speedway's playoff situations, we bring you some great guests. First of all, title winner of the Premiership Knockout Cup, Danny King, captain of the Ipswich Witches, and also racer for the Red Car Bears, joins us to look back on lifting a trophy at Foxhall and ahead to what the playoffs have in store. As I say, we, we do have momentum on our side at the minute. Um, you know, we're coming off this cup final win, that's which is fantastic, and everyone's on a high, you know. We, we got into the playoffs and everyone's buzzing. There's a good buzz around the club. Coming up on Sunday, it's the National Development League Riders Championship, and we speak to one of the riders starting out possibly as one of the favourites, Jack Smith. You know, I've sort of done my part in the National League, and I don't want to be hanging around that league for too long. Um, I do want to be pushing on to the Championship and even the Premiership. Um, you know, that's where my sights are, and that's um, where I want to be in Speedway, and then obviously even riding abroad as well. That's That's what I want to be doing. And Chris Harris joins us looking ahead to the playoffs with Glasgow. And is there another bomber on the horizon? Well, he keeps telling he is. He wants to go racing. So, um, yeah, we'll see how he is. He's only, he's only free. So, um, you know, he's... <laughs> All this and more to come on British Speedway's official podcast. No brakes, no fear. No brakes, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome to No Breaks, No Fear. It's what they call the business end of the season. Uh, unfortunately, though, that means that when it rains quite a lot, there is not a lot of business going on, and it's been a fairly quiet week on that front as far as our podcast is concerned because, of course, we were due to be having the first leg of the first semi-final in the Sports Insure Premiership on Monday night, but that was washed out at the National Speedway Stadium. However, they go again on Thursday, the Ipswich Witches up against the Bellevue Aces, and that what should have been the second leg at Foxhall will now be the first first leg and uh, part two of that will be on Monday night at the National Speedway Stadium but I'm pleased to say joining us this week as our special guest is uh, captain of the Ipswich Witches and of course the victorious Ipswich Witches who have claimed the first major silverware in the Premiership this season with uh, the Knockout Cup defeating Sheffield last Thursday. Danny King is with us. Um, Well first of all Congratulations, Danny. That was some night on Thursday. You still had a job to do. Um, the witches got the job done, but uh, what a party afterwards it was as well. Yeah, thanks, Ian. It was it was a fantastic result. I mean, um, you know, the way things were going for us mid-season, it was it was hard to see us doing anything. But the way we turned it round and finished so strong, um, you know, made the playoffs. I just think it gave everyone a bit of a lift and. And then going into that cup final, um, yeah, we were confident and, um, yeah, what a result it was. And, and to lift that trophy in front of my fans was, was unbelievable. Yeah. And, and the way they handled it was brilliant as well. The people who didn't see the footage on, on BSN or weren't there, the gates opened. Everybody was invited to come out of the stands and get on the center green and, and join you all there as well. And it made for a real made for great photos, uh, but also a great atmosphere for the fans who really felt 
part of this. It's been a long time coming, 1998, the last time that um, Ipswich claimed such a trophy. And, you know, obviously everybody knows about that that team. That was one of the greatest British teams of all time. So they've waited a long time for this moment and it was great for them to to be involved. And it, it really sort of felt like a an end of season celebration. But of course, you've still got a fair way to go yet. Yeah, I mean, I think it was obvious from people who were there or, or see it on telly what it meant to the to the fans and, and to everyone in the club and the town. Um, it's been a long time since they've won any silverware, as you know. And um, yeah, it's been a long time coming, shall we say. And uh, the atmosphere on the centre green was fantastic. You know, pretty much everyone come down and you could barely move out there. It was brilliant. And as I say, to stand on that podium and lift it with all them fans in front of me was, was a very proud moment for me and saying I'm never going to forget. Yeah, uh, an amazing evening. Let's talk about the meeting itself because you still had a job to do. You were six points down. Um, I did the track walk on BSN with with Emil and he was very philosophical at the start and was saying, you know, he's six points down. He said, yeah, yes, well, you know, um, 5-1 and a 4-2 and it's all level. I thought, well, yeah, you know, that that's one way of doing it. You had a few 3-3s interspersed in that, but um, you quickly reined Sheffield in and, and Sheffield just really struggled to get to grips with the conditions, I think, didn't they, at, uh, at Foxhall on Thursday? Thursday night. Yeah, it's it's one of them. Um, you know, the way our team's built, um, it always seems to go down to the, the latter part of the meeting, the last four, sort of four heats. Obviously, we're very strong in heats 13 and 15 with Jason and Emil. Um, and we knew it was going to be a tight meeting. You know, they've got riders that do enjoy our track. They ride it very well. Um, so, yeah, you know, we just needed to, to get in there. We clawed the the six points back relatively quickly and then it stayed quite close until the end really um, and then as I say we, we put on that big push at the end and um, and managed to get it over the line um, I think taking six points away from Sheffield was a was a great result and um, yeah as I say it was it was enough to turn around on the night Do you think that in, in some ways Sheffield underestimated the challenge a little bit because I think they they certainly wanted a big lead going away from Ollerton on the Monday night and they didn't get that obviously it was just a six point lead um, everybody contributed among the Ipswich team though um, from you know and that was even including some crashes as well Eric had a crash Keenan Rue had a big crash didn't he and everybody battled on but performances from the such of uh, of yourself, from from Eric, from Keenan, but of course Doyley and and Emil. Actually, to be fair, Emil had a a tough night by his standards uh, in the first leg at, at Ollerton, didn't he? Because he he only got a couple of points from his first two rides, which is fairly rare. Yeah, it is. Um, I, I don't think they underestimated us. I mean, I think people know we're on a good run of form, and and uh, since we've we've had our full team sort of one to seven back, and we're not using rider replacement, um, people have seen the run we've been on and. And uh, what we've been doing home and away. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think they knew it was going to be a tough meeting. Obviously, they would have wanted a bigger lead coming to Foxhall. But, um, yeah, what can I say? It was a full team performance on the night. Um, as you say, Emil got off to a slow start, which is unlike him. But he soon turned that around because just the the sort of quality of the rider. Um, and we didn't give up. You know, we we wanted to we wanted to win. Um, and if we didn't win, we wanted to keep it as close as possible. And and that's exactly what happened on the night. You've shown that you're not a two man team. Um, I think that was the criticism levelled at Ipswich early doors. It was yeah, it's all fine, but really it's all about Doyle and, and Emil. And yes, they've contributed massive points this season. But now, <clears throat> I think since June, since that um, victory at Leicester, I think probably would you say things turn round from there. And you've shown now that obviously you've got Eric back. You were without Eric for so long and the club stood by him through his, his illness that, that he had. And and, and you know, those points are now flowing. As a result, everybody's performing better. Yeah, definitely. I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, it did seem to turn for us at, at Leicester. Um, you know, everyone was 
was sort of we had a, we had a full team, but everyone was sort of relatively fit, shall we say? Um, and uh, we put in a team performance again. I mean, it's it's very difficult when you've got such a top heavy team um, when you've got the riders of the quality and the high averages of Jason and Emil you know the team is built around them and it means that everyone needs to sort of pitch in because you can't just rely on them guys every week um, and towards the back end of the year that's exactly what's been happening and I think uh, having Ke uh, Keenan go down to reserve as well has been a bonus for us. He's uh, he's a fantastic rider, and um, you know it means we can we can use him a lot during the meetings if we need to. So um, yeah, it's good. I mean, we still need uh, four one to seven to be performing if we're gonna if we're gonna get results. And um, you know we we see that over the two legs with Sheffield, and hopefully we can we can do that again in the playoffs. Yeah, well, the last time. Um, Ipswich won the, the knockout cup was 1998 and that, that year you went on to do the double and people are saying well can they do it again now and really getting into the playoffs is was a big surprise um, I think you probably felt that maybe you'd left it just that one meeting too late perhaps for that for that run to start and um, Peterborough in the end did did you a massive favour on that on that final day Um but there you are, you are in the playoffs now and, and you've got this match coming up against um, the Bellevue Aces. Not, all, not an easy task and, and now you've got, the, you've got the first leg on home shale. Is that, is that better for you or what, what's the thinking there now that things have changed? You've got these extra few days now to prepare. Um, I, I don't think it really matters. I mean, it's always nice to have the, the second leg at home because you know you know the target, you know you know you, you need to do, and it's your home track. And obviously, um, that probably makes things a little bit easier. But at the end of the day, we're racing against Bellevue, and they've been the best team in the league pretty much all year. Um, it's going to be a tough meeting, and obviously, we're we're hoping that we're going to have Jason back. We're not sure yet, but um, fingers crossed, he's he's on the mend because he's a vital part of the team as as he has been for the last two years, and is. Uh, his scores are, are quite incredible everywhere, certainly at home. So um, we'll see what happens there for sure. But um, as you say, you know, we, we did scrape into the playoffs. Um, we did leave it late, but unfortunately it was that mid-season um, where we had injuries and, and the Eric illness. We just didn't seem to cover cover the absence very well and um, and we struggled. And I think that's where we, we let it slip, really. Um but obviously, once we got our full one to seven back, we went on a, we went on a great run. Um, you know, we couldn't control anything other than our our own meetings, and I think we won. Was it seven at the last eight home and away, um, and put ourselves in position to to be ready in case someone slipped up, and and that's exactly what happened. You do go into these meetings with that momentum. Um, obviously, been riding regularly, been winning regularly, won some silverware in the last week. Conversely, though, for the Bellevue Aces, um, they've got injury concerns of their own. Obviously, Charles Wright will will not be back, and they can only cover for him through ride replacement. Um, they've got doubts potentially about about Norik Bladorn. Um, he may be back, I'm not sure. But you come into this on the back of this run of meetings. Bellevue, I don't think, have ridden for three weeks. OK, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, um, as I say, we, we do have momentum on our side at the minute. Um, you know, we're coming off this cup final win, that's which is fantastic. And everyone's on a high, you know. We, we got into the playoffs and everyone's buzzing. There's a good buzz around the club, but... As you say, there are a lot of injuries about, and um, you know it's going to be tough. You know, we, we're we're realistic. We know that it's going to be a tough two legs, um, but it is what it is. You know, we need to put in a shift on on Thursday and take as many points up to Bellevue as we can. Um, clearly, you mentioned there, Jason Doyle had a big crash in the in the GP in in Voyans. I think uh, people were relieved to see that picture they put on his Instagram of saying nothing broken. He did look fairly bashed up though, and he has said that a few days off the bike and he'll be back. So at the time of recording this on the Tuesday, as far as you know, there is a chance he could be back for 
for Thursday, but they did have um, Bomber booked as a guest. You can't really replace Doily though, can you? He's, he's set, the only the only rider better than him in in the UK is uh, is Emil. He already rides for you, and, and as far as guests go, that y- your options are, are reasonably limited, really, aren't they? But Bomber was the man for uh, penciled in for for the National Speedway Stadium, at least. Yeah, it's it's always tricky, as you say. He's irreplaceable, really. Um, you know, certainly with the playoffs, I believe you can only use a guest who's of from a team who's not in the playoffs. So obviously that makes things more difficult as well. Um, um, but yeah, you know, we don't know what the situation with Jason is. He's very banged up. Um, very lucky not to have broken anything. It was a horrendous crash. Um, and obviously we wish him a speedy recovery because, um, obviously we want him back as soon as possible. And, um, we all know Jason and we know it. He'll be fighting, uh, as much as he can to get back. So, um, but as you say, bomber coming in, um, you know, what you get with Chris, don't you? He, he gives a hundred percent everywhere. Um, and obviously, if you if you're going to replace Jason with someone, it's going to be someone like Bomber who's who's going to go out there and give it his all in every race. Yeah, I'd say that, you know the options are fairly limited, and, and Sheffield had Max Frick riding for them um, in place of Woofy, of course, at Foxhall. So you've, you've got experience of seeing how he goes. He did all right, but um, it's it's you know it's hard it's hard when you come in as a guest, isn't it? You've guested for other teams, and it, it can be difficult to to slot straight into the to the team and and hit the ground running as as a regular rider would. Yeah, of course. You know, it's um, it's very tricky when you when you're doing a guest booking, but um, you know, these guys certainly at that level are, are professionals. Um, you know, they do it week in, week out, and uh, they know what it's all about. So, um, as I say, it's it's tricky. It is hard to to try and replace someone like Jason, but um, look, we'll do what we can. We'll do our best, and uh, we're certainly going out there to to win. Still, you know, it doesn't change anything. A word about Emil Saifutinov. Um, he has been a revelation, I think, not just on the track, but as a, a character around British Speedway. Um, I've never really seen a situation where fans, certainly take, for example, Sheffield, where Sheffield fans will applaud an away rider coming out of the pits after he's just um, done a job on them. It's it's rare that you see that, and there's a, there's a huge amount of respect for him and, and, and how he's conducted himself with the fans. He's, he's had so much time and patience for photographs and autographs and getting kids sitting on his bike and all that kind of thing. It's just been a, a real demonstration of of how to do it really hasn't it it has um it's been amazing riding with emil this year you know the guy is very very humble um he always has times for the fans no matter what's going on you know i've never seen him say no to a fan for a picture or an autograph um and he, he he's actually really enjoying his speedway again um you know you can see that he comes every week he's he's excited to be here and he's enjoying um the challenge of riding in england and and i think everyone can see you know the quality of the riders still and um yeah, he's, he's probably the best rider in the league at the moment. Um, uh, and everywhere he goes, you know, he just, he just performs and, and he's a good team man as well. You know, he's up and down the pits. He's given advice out. Um, you know, you don't, you don't get many riders like that who have got that whole package and Emil certainly has. Yeah, I love how it doesn't matter whether it's home or away, he comes in and he'll like shake everyone's hand, whoever that is, you know, riders. You know, tea lady, um, whoever else. You know, he's he's just it makes an effort as soon as he arrives to go around, and it's uh, it's quite nice, really. He you know, just shakes hands with with everybody he can see for about five minutes on his arrival. It's uh, it's it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> it is cool, yeah. Again, it just sums the guy up. You know, he's he's just so happy to be here, and he loves his job, and. Um, yeah, he wants to do well, and he certainly wants to win, and and obviously that's a bonus for us. I know, obviously, working with Adam Roynan on on BSN, you know, and and uh, Adam came up to me because Emil uh, Emil shook my hand and he said he, he said I know you, 
and he was like, uh, Adam was amazed that he knew, but but Adam rode with him, and we we did this in the track walk the other day. Um, Adam said he'd been waiting for ages to ask him about riding in the under twenty one championships at Rye House, and they were they were chatting all about this, and and Emil like you know even though it was ages ago, he remembered exactly what happened in the meeting, what the weather was like, what the conditions was like, what happened throughout, and it's like you know it's like wow, what what a guy to be able to remember. You know, he could have just said, "Oh yeah, I remember that." Uh, you know, it was ages ago, but he remembered absolutely every detail, all about his uh, his trip to Rye House. Maybe it just stuck in his memory for for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah I, I imagine his trip to Rye House would have stuck in his memory because it's probably the first time he'd have ever seen a track that small and tight. So, I imagine he'll never forget that one. But um, yeah, I can imagine Adam being happy about that. Adam's speedway knowledge is unreal, and the things he can remember is is crazy. So, um, the fact that Emma remembered it as well, I'm sure Adam would have been over the moon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on the subject then, and back to back to Bellevue then, you're getting action on, on Thursday night, scores all zero. Obviously, the mission there is to is to come away from Foxhall with as, with as big a lead as possible. On previous visits, though, it's it's been fairly tight, hasn't it? Bellevue have, have won at, uh, at Foxhall a couple of occasions now, both times, actually. Um, most recent one, though, it was, it was a last heat decider. So you know you can keep it tight. And, of course, as we mentioned, um, Bellevue will be on ride replacement. So maybe that... Uh, gives you a different lineup to what you've previously faced yeah that's right um you know they've been a bit of a bogey team for us this year and um at the end of the day it's the playoffs and we we can't be keeping it tight you know we need to be taking a lead up to up to uh, manchester so um we need to put everything on the line and we need to go out and perform on our home track in front of our fans and uh, we need to build up a lead because it's not going to be easy up at the uh, national speedway stadium we mentioned Doyley in the Grand Prix. Of course, the, the other big talking point is is what happened with, with Bartosz Smarslik, and uh, we've never seen anything quite like that. Um, is it an easy mistake to make to, to put on the wrong Kevlars, Danny? Um, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm, I'm shocked with everyone else, really. Um, I guess it is. You know, these guys have a lot of race suits available to them. Obviously, they're carrying a few purely in case they have a crash or in case they get too filled in. Um, but obviously, there are rules. Um and, and for us, it's quite simple. We get one race suit and it's pretty obvious that that's your team race suit. Um, I guess in this case, it wasn't quite as obvious. And um, obviously it was a mistake. I'm sure he didn't do it on purpose, but he uh, he paid the consequences for it. And it, it just seems very, very strange. But it, um, yeah, you got a feel for him really. And uh, But if the rules are the rules, I guess he's, he can't do much about that. All he can do now is concentrate on touring and, and trying to get his world title. There just seems to be sort of a bit of an expectation that because it's Bartosz Smarslik, the rules should have been bent because the fans were there to see him. Obviously, the fans were there to see other riders as well. But it, it comes down to, I suppose, if, if you're going to apply the rule to any rider, whether that's like the track reserve or whatever, any, anybody else did that, then surely, it, it, you know, you can't bend it just because you're world champion. You know, the, 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 I suppose they've got to apply throughout. And, and there might be, it might be a harsh rule, but that's, that is the rule. Yeah, I mean, it certainly seems harsh, but as you say, rules are rules. And if everyone's um, in the same boat, you know, you, you'd like to think that it, they do the same for any rider, not just towards Bartek. But um, yeah, it, it just put a bit of a downer on the meeting, I thought. Um, you know, as you say, people turned up to, to see him ride and um, potentially to try and claim a world title on the night. I believe he could have done it. Um, but yeah, you know, obviously it's uh, something they feel strongly about and um, something they're pushing. So um, I'm sure now riders will be making sure they've got the right suit on come race day. We will be doing it again. A six-point lead for, for Bartek now going into the, the final round in Torren. If you're Freddie Lindgren, you're thinking here at this point, you're never going to have a better chance. Oh yeah, 100%. I mean, um, 
it's, it's, it's closed it right up, hasn't it? I mean, obviously, I'm sure uh, Bartos is still the favourite, certainly in in Poland, in his home country. But um, that puts a lot of pressure on, on Bartos as well now. He's not got that big, comfortable lead that he's sort of had, that buffer. Um, and if you're Freddie, you know, like you say, you've got nothing to lose. He's going to go out there and put everything on the line. And it certainly makes for an exciting last uh, final round. Um, let's talk about the Cab Direct Championship then with the Red Car Bears. Um How's life been for you with uh, with Redcar this season? A new a new club for you, of course. You were with the Pool Pirates the last couple of years, back to back league titles there. We'll talk about them in a moment. Um, but um, so far, your your season with with Redcar and um, how you've been enjoying it, really? I've loved it. I've absolutely loved it. It's um, it's been a great year. Um, obviously, it was a new challenge for me. Um, it was a disappointing start. We had a lot of bad weather up north. You get bad weather up north, don't you? So it was uh, every day, mate. It was a long right start. Right now, <laughs> <laughs> it was a long start to the the, the season. But um, yeah, what can I say? I, I've, I've had great fun and I've enjoyed every minute of it. They're they're a great club, you know. They really are. From everyone who works there, you know, the volunteer, every every single person makes you feel welcome and. Um, I'm, I'm having a really good time and, and it's nice that we've made the playoffs. Obviously disappointing that we've, we've recently lost Charles. So it's going to, it's going to make the playoffs very tough for us. Um, but you know, we're there. We deserve to be there and we're going to, we're going to put up a fight. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, it is, it is always a nice place to go. Red car. As you mentioned there, um, we, we talked about Bellevue missing out on Charles, right? But that is the same for, for red car. Um, the captain, of course, for, uh, for the red car bears as well. So, you know that is a huge loss. You've got um, guests booked, and I think it's mainly Justin Sedgman and I think Kyle Howard for, for one meeting as well, isn't it? So hard shoes to fill because, especially around the Echo Arena, Charles Wright probably the best the best rider in in the league around there. Yeah, hundred um, percent. It's a very similar situation to Jason Doyle at Ipswich, isn't it? You know, Charles round Redcar is very hard to replace. Um, he knows that place like the back of his hand, and he's quite. It's quite phenomenal to watch around there. Um, but there's not much we can do about it, you know. We've got some uh, good guests lined up, uh, two guys that enjoy our tracks, uh, our track, sorry. Um, and, you know, I know they're going to come in and give 100% because that's the sort of guys they are. Um, it's going to be tough. I'm not going to lie. It's going to be very tough. But it all starts this week and um, it'd be nice to get off to a good start. It is a bit of a, I don't want to use the term group of death um, because it's sort of coined too many times, but it, it is that, isn't it? Because the, you're up against the... You know the two sides that Poole didn't want to face in in Oxford and Glasgow. Glasgow, of course, have strengthened recently with Vadim Tarasenko. You've had recent experience of him. Um, Oxford, of course, with the likes of Sam Masters, former Red Car Bear Louis Kerr in there as well. Jordan Jenkins, of course. So they've got they've got riders who who know the place very well. Yeah, um, it is a very tough group. Um, but at the end of the day, it's playoff speedway, and and every meeting is going to be tough. That's the way you need to look at it. Um, as I say, I believe in the team. Um, you know, we all need to go out and perform and do our job. But, um, you know, we've been to Glasgow and won this year. You know, we've we've beat Oxford at home this year. Um, you know, we know we can do it. We're capable, but we're all going to need to be on our on our game if we're going to do that. Because, as you say, you know, Oxford are, are solid and they've got riders that enjoy our track. And, and Glasgow recently strengthening up the team. It's, it's going to be tough. But, um, look, it's the challenge we're up for. So we're, we're looking forward to it. Obviously, your um, scheduled trip to Oxford has, has been postponed now, um, but you've still got a busy week ahead because you're racing Glasgow home and away. You've still got Oxford to race home and away in the next seven days because that fixture is going to be rearranged. And, you know, Oxford um, leading things early doors. Um, 
it is a place though that you've had success at you're there recently in the pairs so you know it's a place that you can keep it tight that, yeah that's exactly right um we need to keep it close you know it's it's done on aggregate in these playoff meetings and um if we can go oh, to the away legs if we can't win if we can keep it close it, it means it's uh, down to us at home then to go and uh, finish the job and put it over the line so um yeah we'll see it's going to be tough it's going to be a very tough couple of weeks of speedway um but yeah we'll, we're gonna have to wait and see how it plays out yeah and your meeting between oxford and Redcar on wednesday is going to be on bsn as well and you're also on bsn ne- uh, next week um it's actually a big week next week in, in in this group b because you've got uh glasgow versus oxford on the tuesday night and then glasgow coming to Redcar on the wednesday night so that that 24 hours that you know that it is all going to be sorted there yeah we're going to sort of know by that point what's going on aren't we um as I say, it's going to happen very quickly in the next week or so. So, um, yeah, you know, we're, we're prepared. We're ready. Um, it's going to go down to the wire. I believe it is. Um, it's going to be exciting, an exciting few days of Speedway coming up. The other group, of course, your, your former side, the Pool Pirates, a side that you, you captained last year, back-to-back league titles and cup titles. Um, they kicked off their, um, their, their playoff mission um, against Scunthorpe at Wimborne Road and they they didn't win and and this was the big thing went down to a super heat um I don't think anybody predicted would have predicted that I think Scunthorpe would have been very happy keeping it fairly tight that really now has thrown a spanner in the works for Poole they've got to win everything and and their fate now is not in their hands yeah that's right um they're going to be disappointed about that obviously you know they're, they're so good at home and um and to you know, to, to come away with a draw in the home leg is not ideal, but they know now that they need to go and win at Scunthorpe. Um, and that's going to be no easy task. I believe they have done it this year, so they know they're capable. Um, but you know, to, to not win your home leg, um, is never ideal in a, in a playoff two leg, um, sort of final. So, um, the, the pressure's on them now. Yeah, for sure. They've got to go and perform. They've got to go and get a result at, at um, at Scunthorpe and then obviously do the business against uh, Edinburgh home and away if they want to get through to the next round but um, it's certainly not been the ideal start for them Yeah and certainly if um, if Scunthorpe beat them and then Scunthorpe uh, the day after on Saturday going to Edinburgh and they've got a humongous lead after the the first leg of their their, their clash against Edinburgh from, from, from Sunday then it doesn't matter what uh, what pool do that that's that's going to be it. Um, but yeah, as you say, that is a must win now on on Friday for them. As you say, at Scunny, uh, a side uh, well, a track they've won at already, but not an easy place to go, especially you know with the likes of Ryan Douglas flying around there. It's uh, it's going to have to be a pool on their A game. Hundred percent. I mean, um, Scunthorpe are, are again they're a team in form at the moment. Um, you know, Simon Lambert as well. You know that he's really had a great season, probably his best season to date, and. Um, you know, when they've got riders like Jake Allen and, and Dougie, um, they're a solid outfit. And they showed that at Paul, didn't they? So, um, yeah, I, I, th- I think it's going to go down to the wire in both groups. Um, and it's certainly going to make for an exciting final, whoever gets there. Talk to us about the track at Paul, because um, often it's away sides who say that there's no passing or it benefits the home side. But in that fixture against Scunthorpe, it was the other way around. It was the home riders that weren't necessarily happy with things from from what we were hearing. Um, on the other flip side, though, Adam Roynan, who was was with us at BSN, went on that track and he said that track was no different to the time that Poole raced against Plymouth. And, of course, Poole absolutely hammered Plymouth for, for the most part of that meeting. So what is it about the track at Poole? Where, where does the advantage lie? 
Yeah, I don't agree with the the no passing at pool thing. You know, I think there's a lot of tracks around these days where passing is very difficult. Um, you know, I think the tracks always prepared well. I think the thing at pool comes down to the gates. Um, you know, and the problem is Paul always have a strong team. So if their ride is a gate and it's going to be difficult to pass, um, it's just the nature of the beast. But, um, in terms of the track, I think the track's great. It's a good shape. It's always prepared well. And, and the fact that they redress the track every four heats as well, you know, it means you're not, you're not chasing up under the airbag for a dirt line. You know, they bring it back to the curb so you can use the whole track. Um, yeah. So I, I think I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't agree with with them comments. Um, as I say, there's a lot of tracks in in the leagues that uh, passing is difficult. I think it's just just the way Speedway is these days. Yeah, gating certainly very important. And, and we saw actually something I think you pointed out on one of the track walks on BSN, where I think on that third and fourth turn, someone went for the dirt round the boards and sort of dropped off the camber mm. down the back and, and and went backwards. It's uh, you know there are there are those quirks I guess uh, about it. But um, yeah, I, I think there was there was some some decent racing, but also pool unsettled perhaps by Ben Cook and he had a, a crash mm. didn't he and and um, sort of set himself back and sort of unsettled things a little bit he wasn't on his on his best form no unfortunately because yeah. the Cook brothers have been have been hugely important haven't they this season together when they've you know they've been paired at three and four yeah I mean you call it the engine room of the team and, and they've been solid all year and um, Ben's having a fantastic year for, for both Peter and Paul um, and obviously, you know, the way the team's built as well, they rely on Ben's scores and he was in the wars that night. He had a lot of bad luck and uh, a nasty crash. So he was certainly feeling second hand. But um, yeah, it's it's been a tough year for, for them in, at times. But, you know, it's it's the, again, it's the way it goes. It's Speedway. And um, yeah, what can you say? It was a shock result for sure. You won a league and cup double with Poole last season. You could actually still do it with with Redcar because, of course, um, in the playoffs and and also still in the Cab Direct Championship Knockout Cup as well. Um, you've got a fixture against Scunthorpe to come, but awaiting the winners of that in the final will be the Poole Pirates. So there is a potential twist yet in the tail. It, it's one that's sort of bubbling away on the back burner there, but uh, you've already got a taste of wh- lifting one knockout cup. You could lift the other as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, we've we've got Scumthorpe in the next round, and um, we all know what they're about at the minute. So we know how tough that's going to be. But yeah, potentially, a, um, if we can get through that, it'll be, we'll be meeting Paul in the final, which is going to be a, another close encounter, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, as you say, it's sort of been put on the back burner. I think we're, we're doing the playoffs first, so um, we're going to do that first, and then it'll be uh, a big finale at the end of the year to see who wins the cup. Yeah, exciting stuff. And how are you doing in the various on on um, the, the social media for Red Car? You, you've been doing various challenges on a bit of a, a weekly basis, really. I think golf was the most recent one, wasn't it? How are, how are you faring in these challenges <laughs> among your teammates? Among my teammates, all right, but it's my team manager that's getting uh, under my skin at the minute. He keeps beating me. Um, Gav likes to remind me every week that he's uh, he's beating me and he, he's keeping a bit of a score of chart. I think he's taking it a little bit more seriously than I am, but I'm starting to think I need to up my game because I can't keep getting the stick I'm getting off him every week. <laughs> he is good. He's one of these guys and he's good at every sport. You know, wh- whatever it is, he just has a natural talent for for yeah. everything. <laughs> I go with I go, I go with annoying. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's he's very good he's very naturally talented and um you know even if we're doing something he's not really done before you can see straight away he picks it up and it's good fun do you know what it's been really good fun and it's really been good to bring the team together and and relax a bit before before the pressure of the meeting starts and um yeah i'd, I'd certainly recommend it it's been good fun yeah i got i took part in your um your American throwing an American football in a bin challenge, and um, <laughs> I'm, I'm pleased that when they cut it together, they 
my practice shot was my best one. And then after that, they were they were terrible. So I'm, I'm yeah. pleased that somebody recorded the practice shot because it actually made me look far better than I was. <laughs> that was quite a tricky one, yeah. No, we've had some good challenges. You know, we've had we've had golf, we've had cricket, we've had American football, uh, we've had unicycle racing, which I did win that one, by the way. I'd like to put that one down. Um, but yeah, we've had no, yeah, yeah. I saw this. So you you <laughs> unicycled all the way round the track. I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I kept it quiet. I, I have got a unicycle, and I've rode one since I was a kid. But um, I think they thought they were going to stump everyone. And I, I kept it quiet until I just got on it, and then just took off. <laughs> <laughs> you could only have topped it if you'd got on and started juggling all the way around as well. <laughs> yeah, maybe next year we'll practice. <laughs> and, and what about next year? Are you, uh, riders now starting to? Um, you know, look at, at their plans. Um, have you? Have you? St- you don't have to tell us, obviously, but are you starting to have conversations yet, and you you got an idea of of how things might pan out, or are you do, are you waiting to see? I'm just waiting to see. Um, it's obviously, you know, people do start talking to um, about what's happening, but until we know what's happening with the rules and and what happens at the AGM, it's very difficult. So, um, yeah, I, I haven't really put much thought into it. Um, it's a very busy time of year, and I try and concentrate on that. But um, I'm guessing the next in the next month or so, things will start happening and uh, conversations will be start being had. Good stuff. Well, look, um, all the best for the playoffs. It's um, always great um, chatting with you and um, hopefully, you know, whatever happens, you, you have a safe end to the season because, of course, that's uh, that's the main thing and uh, uh, maybe get some silverware on the way as well because that, that will be welcomed with, with open arms at both of your clubs, the Ipswich Witches and, of course, the Red Car Bears in the uh, in the championship as well. And, um, and then that'll be it for you, really. There's no other tournaments sort of lurking in the background for you anywhere else. So that, that, that'll be it when this uh, league says, season here is wrapped up you, you're not involved over, overseas are you? No that's right it's uh, it's coming to an end fast but it's um, it's a very important end isn't it so you know you, you work all hard all year to get here and um, this is what it's all about clean slate and we're about to find out who's going to be the champion so um, a lot of pressure busy time of year but as I say it's one that we're all up for as riders and uh, it's quite exciting so um, yeah, get this done and then it'll be uh, time to rest for a bit. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, look, thanks a lot, Danny, and um, we'll see you on track soon. Cheers, Ian. Thanks, mate. Danny King, captain of the Ipswich Witches, also lining up for the Red Car Bears. Both teams getting their playoff meetings underway through the course of this week. Keep up to date with Ipswich on Eurosport Discovery Plus Thursday night and the return leg back at the National Speedway Stadium next Monday on Eurosport. And he's also riding for Red Car as well as they visit uh, Oxford and Glasgow over the next seven days. Next part of No Breaks, No Fear, a rider who's lining up for Ipswich and Glasgow and the Bellevue Colts and in the National Development League Riders' Championship as well. It's going to be a big week for Jack Smith, who joins us next on No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. In this section, we speak to Jack Smith, who has got a very busy week ahead. He's lining up in the National Development League Riders' Championship on Sunday, and he's riding six meetings in five days. In fact, two meetings the same day on Saturday. He's due to race uh, for Glasgow at Ashfield in the afternoon, and uh, then over at Berwick for the Bellevue Colts. So two meetings in one day on Saturday. He's got the National League Riders' Championship. Uh, Interestingly, though, he's also riding for the Ipswich Witches 
at the National Speedway Stadium. Why is that interesting? Well, of course, if you're not aware, Jack Smith is the captain of the Bellevue Colts, but yet he's going to be in the away dressing room. We'll talk more about that and how that's gone down in a few moments. Uh, but first of all, welcome to uh, Jack Smith. And Jack, you have got uh, a busy time ahead, uh, kicking off, of course, this weekend and in the middle of all those fixtures we're talking about because you're racing for both uh, Glasgow, uh, for Ipswich, for the Bellevue Colts and in the National League Riders' Championship where it's a it's a good lineup, some some handy riders in there and surely you must fancy that you're going to start as one of the favourites on Sunday. Hi, thank, thanks for having me on. Yeah, definitely. It's um, you know, it's a great field. Uh, you know, the the NLRC usually does have a have a have a strong field. You know, it's the best um, probably of the British youth in in the country. So um, it always it always you know has has a great lineup. And I've I've been to Workington a couple of times now, and I finished second in that um, Susan Roper Memorial meeting. And I feel like I've got a good idea of the track, and I'll be going into that meeting. Um, Obviously, like you said, probably as one of the favourites, but and you know I'll, I'll want to go and win it. So um, yeah, hopefully it's a it's a good day. Yeah, and it's, obviously it is a new track, and everybody's getting used to it. It's it's sort of the the unique bit, really, isn't it? That it's a leveler for everybody. And I know that not everybody's really got it fully sussed out yet. It is sort of a little bit based and a little bit similar to to Bellevue. So I don't know if that gives you an advantage or not. But are you finding similarities in in some ways between the two? Yeah, definitely. You know, um, like you said, not you know people have, a lot of riders haven't gone a lot of time, so uh, it's quite. It'll be quite even for everyone on the day. Um, obviously, it's one of them, them, them tracks that you can sort of just sit in a bike, relax, and and you know give it full gas. So uh, it's a good track for for good racing. And um, like you said, um, there is some similarities. I would say with Bellevue, and I'd also say there's similarities with Red Car as well. Uh, the straights there aren't as long as Bellevue, but it's you know basically the same width wise. And then it's got a bit of banking on it, like like Red Car does. So. Uh, it's a unique track and, um, you know, everyone at Workington have done a, a great job of it. And obviously, you know, Steve, Steve's the one that sort of grades it and get and prepares it. And, you know, he's, he's been adding, adding dirt to it each time. And it's starting to, you know, it's starting to bed in properly. As, you know, like you could say, um, it's got a nice, uh, bit of a dirt line on the outside. Now it's not all just about gating and riding around the curb. So, um, yeah, it's coming along nicely. And how would you assess your season with the Bellevue Colts um, through the course of of this year? Because um, whilst Bellevue, of course, <clears throat> haven't had it all their own way uh, overall, your your scores for the Colts on the whole have, have, have been pretty good, haven't they? Yeah, they have. You know, um, last two home meetings, I uh, scored sixteen points and then fourteen points. Uh, you know, I'm I'm strong at home. I, I always have been. The whole, you know, I've done like you know, four or five seasons for the Colts now. Uh, so, you know, I should be scoring those sort of points in, in the league. And, um, you know, I've been wanting to sort of, you know, I feel like I deserve a bit of an opportunity in the championship now. Where hopefully, you know, next year brings a, a full-time team place. Glasgow have been giving me a couple of meetings and, you know, I've been beating some good riders and, and I'm on the pace every race. So, um, hopefully it pushes me on to better things Uh but even my away form in the National League this year, it's probably been the best it, it ever has been. You know, I'm almost an eight, an eight-pointer away from home and I don't think I've ever had an average so good away. So, 
you know, the hard work I've been putting in the last year and a half is uh, starting to show. Um, hopefully, you know, I can finish this season strong with some more meetings and then and then start next season even stronger. Yeah, but tell us about the the plan going forward because we mentioned about Bellevue Colts. You've been leading the Bellevue Colts. They've had, you know, uh, not not a bad season um, overall, and certainly your individual performances have have been good. And, and looking down your scores, you've you've not failed to get double figures actually around the National Speedway Stadium. So, with that in mind, um, what what is the mission for next year? Then you said about the you know the, obviously getting to the championship. And are you surprised that maybe you haven't? been able to get the the opportunities perhaps that maybe you would have hoped this season so far elsewhere yeah definitely you know um obviously touching on the the Bellevue Colts this season you know Stephen Graham built a, a very good team like they always do they always give um the young lads a chance and they've built um you know they built a solid team throughout and you know other than our away form being a bit you know iffy at the start uh we could have picked up a few wins away from home and then we would have made the top two but it obviously wasn't meant to be this year, but it looks like if we win at Berwick, we'll cement third place. And it's just a bit of a shame, really, that they've changed the rules from, you know, top four, make the playoffs internationally to just the, the two. So, um, you know, it's a bit of a shame there. Uh, you know, the, I feel like as a team, we deserve it. Uh, but it just wasn't meant to be this season um, for, for many reasons. But, um, yeah, touching on to the um, championship, I feel like, you know, I've sort of done my part in the National League and I don't want to be hanging around that league for too long. Um, I do want to be pushing on to the Championship and even the Premiership. Um, you know, that's where my sights are and that's um, where I want to be in Speedway and then obviously even riding abroad as well. That's that's what I want to be doing. And I want to be on the bike as, as much as possible where, you know, probably the last two, three seasons without Championship Speedway, without, um, you know... Uh, teams elsewhere across Europe I've only I only do between 15 and 25 meetings a year and really you know I want to be doing pushing on to 100 meetings a year you know like I, I used to I used to do that when I did all three leagues in 2017 so it's hard to improve you know uh, when you're not on the bike as much as other riders uh, I'm putting the work in off track but I just need the opportunity on track and I feel like I can push on you have got a big opportunity and it's, it's a massive one because you're going to be you know in front of the tv cameras and want to talk about this though because this the, obviously this has come as a bit of a curveball in, in some respects on monday it's going to be the second leg of well assuming the weather holds up the second leg of bellevue's playoff uh semi-final against ipswich you are going to be riding at the national speedway stadium but for ipswich as a guest um Looking at the press releases from Bellevue, doesn't seem that that's necessarily gone down overly well. They've, they, they refer to it as a, a disappointing decision. So tell us about that. Yeah, well, you know, um, a lot's gone on around that um, since uh, me and Richie spoke with each other about me guesting for it switch at Bellevue. Um, you know, I've had a few phone calls off the club and stuff and the managers and that. And yeah, they're, they're not very happy, but um, in my eyes, it's an opportunity for me that, that they haven't given me in, in the aces, which I feel like I, I, I deserved, you know, from my National League form, being number one every year. And like you said, scoring scoring double figures around the National Speedway Stadium in the National League, I, I don't usually fail to do that. So, 
um, even in that, um, even in the uh, Premiership, I've I've managed nice scores, um, good scores in um, 2017 when I did ride for the Aces, and then the odd time I've been back, I've managed to score and be on the pace. So, you know, <clears throat> like I said before, it is hard to improve um, riding when you're not getting the racing that you need, and you know, Richie wants to give me that opportunity, and um, you know. I'm happy and honoured that he he sees that I can, you know, do what I feel like I know I can do. And if if the people at Bellevue don't want to give me that opportunity, I don't see why they should be disappointed in in my decisions because I've been, you know, respectful and loyal to the Colts and I've always turned up and done a job. And you know, Bellevue's the team I supported growing up. So, you know, I can't just hang around and and not ride uh, because they don't want me to ride against them. You know, if they're not going to let me ride for them, then I need to go and take every opportunity I feel like I can get and what I feel like I, I deserve. So, uh, you know, looking into it, I don't feel like I'm doing, you know, I'm not going to fall out with anyone at Bellevue. And, you know, I respect and love the club. Like I said, it's a, a team I supported growing up. My dad and uncle rode for the ages. So, you know, I've got the utmost respect for everyone there. Um, you know, manage, everyone manages the, the staff that help out everyone um it's basically my home that track so uh yeah you know i feel like i deserve this opportunity and i'm going to take it with both hands and obviously i thank ipswich for giving me the chance so can you put your finger on why you haven't been given the chances this season because obviously there has been opportunities jake morford for example um you know went went down um connor bailey came in um, Connor Bailey obviously is a Bellevue asset anyway, so you, you can see the link there. But did did you feel that might maybe there have been other opportunities where you could have got into the side and and you've been overlooked? Yeah, definitely because um, you know last year me and Mulford both rode for the coach. You know I get on with Mulford well. I like the guy, um, but you know he got the aces chance at the start of this season and I was number one for the Colts all year and top scoring in the team home and away so I didn't really understand what else I could do to get the opportunity and then obviously he was unfortunate with his injury and I still didn't get called in even though I did that guest booking against Wolves and you could say Wolves have probably been you know one of the stronger teams this season obviously Bellevue finished top but you know Wolves have, have been very strong this year so to go into that you know basically towards the end of the season, midway through the season without sort of racing at that level and, and getting uh, paid free and being on the pace in all my races. Um, I didn't really understand what else I could do to get the, the call up. Um, but, you know, I suppose there's a lot there's a lot of politics in Speedway in a way and, and teams want who they want, managers want who they want. And I suppose in a way, if your face doesn't fit, then you're not going to get that chance. You have got um, a big week coming up and, and you can influence the, the playoffs in both leagues actually single-handedly, can't you? Because you got that one with uh, riding for Ipswich, but also riding for Glasgow, I assume in for Ace Piper is that. So you've got um, their fixtures coming up against um, Redcar and against Oxford and then away at Redcar as well. So you, you've got a busy time there and then the, the National League Riders Championship interspersed. That's, what, six meetings in five days for you? Yeah, definitely. This is um this is what I ride Speedway for. You know, I want to be busy. I want to be racing my bike as much as possible. You know, um, Glasgow at the end of the day are my parent club. I'm an asset at Glasgow, and and they've seen my scores in the national league, and 
the two times I've guested for them now, they've seen how well I am on I am going on the bike. Um, you know, compared to previous years, uh, you know they're giving me that uh, chance and opportunity, and I'm grateful for that. And obviously, like you said, um, six meetings in five days, and you know that's what that's what I want, and that's what I ride speedway for. And hopefully, these uh, you know next five days, you know, come this weekend can can really like push me on to sort of cement. Um, places in different leagues next year and you know prove to people that you know I've worked hard at it and and I want to I want to you know make my mark in speedway I don't want to just be riding National League speedway for the rest of my career <laughs> yeah well um, I think you know as I say you've had to wait for your opportunities but you know big opportunities and this week you know if you're going to take them now is the time isn't it where promoters team managers are starting to look to um to next year now and you know things are are up for grabs so it's you know it's it's worked out for you to you know the perfect stage for you really to um you know you've got the opportunity it's up to you to take it now isn't it yeah exactly that because at the end of the day you know no one remembers how everyone was racing at the start of the year they remember how they finished so if you can finish a season strong and you can have some good meetings and some good races towards the end of the year, then it sticks in promoters' minds, it sticks in fans' minds, and and it can it can start your you know your next season off with a few team places, so um, and a few clubs interested. So um, you know that's the plan. Uh, um, I've struggled at the start of this month with a chest infection, and I've been riding through that, uh, but I'm cleared of that now. So. You know these these next um these next five meetings I've got you know booked in. I'm going to be giving it my all, and like you said, like I said at the start, like people remember how you finish a season, not really how you start it. So awesome stuff. Well, look, thanks for joining us, Jack, and uh, we'll see plenty of you because you're going to be um, on both Eurosport and BSN, as, as well as for people to see you live in person too. So um, all the opportunities are there and um, we look forward to seeing how you go. Thanks for that and cheers for having me on. Jack Smith. Now, in the next part of No Breaks, No Fear, we're chatting to Chris Harris. He's having a bit of a review of his season so far, the highs, the lows. And what about the next generation of Bomber? Little Cruise is three and has been getting some track time. And Chris Harris also looks forward to Glasgow's prospects in the playoffs. No brakes, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. In this final part, then, we hear from Chris Harris, a proper British Speedway legend. And well done to Chris, finishing second in the World Long Track Championships last weekend, by the way. Silver medal runner-up to Martin Smolinski, who uh, won the overall title in the end. It went down to the very final round, so near yet so far. But uh, Bomber's decision to take weekends off and concentrate on his long track, obviously bearing fruits with a world silver medal. Now, in Group B in the Cab Direct Championship playoffs, it is very hotly contested. As we mentioned earlier, it features Redcar, Glasgow and Oxford, with Redcar and Glasgow set to face each other twice in the next week. On Saturday, which is a rearrangement of what should have happened on Tuesday with the rain, and then they'll meet again the following Wednesday back at the Echo Arena. Chris Harris, though, no stranger to the Echo Arena. Long time, he was the track record holder around there and a place he relishes visiting 
And uh, from Red Car Bears TV, Ryan Nassau has had a chat with uh, Chris Harris about those upcoming fixtures, his season so far, and much more besides. Here is Bomber and Ryan. This season you returned to the Tigers after a, what some would call an unsuccessful spell a few years ago. Did you have any reservations about returning? No, when uh, when I made the season, I wanted uh, to leave Berwick because I wanted my weekends free from a long track. Um, and I knew Glasgow was interested once I... Um, sort of said one going back. Um, it was sort of an easy, not an easy decision really. I fought out that and of a form last time I was there. Um, with different circumstances, my daughter was born. Um, we had a lot of bike problems, engines blowing up. Pretty much every meeting, <laughs> you know, it felt like. And you know, the equipment wasn't up to up to standard um, for what I wanted. And yeah, I just felt like um, I just needed to go back there and sort of owed it to the Glasgow management and fans to 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 give them the proper. Bomber Harris, as I call it, uh, um, and I feel like I've done that this time. On a different note, you've been to Redcar two or three times this season, and you haven't. We haven't seen the bomber as in league fixtures because in the first meet you had quite a few engine failures. Is it something about the track, or is it just bad luck? I think it's just bad luck. I actually like the track, you know. Um, you know, it's like always prepared well. It's always great racing. Um, it's just uh, of late I keep, uh, yes, yeah, something silly goes wrong. Uh, I had a belt go today. Um, I spoke broke at the same time as when I when I pulled up in that race win uh, when I was leading. So and then obviously crashing heat thirteen. Um, so yeah, today was one of them days. Hopefully uh, that's out of the way now for the playoffs. Obviously, in the last couple of years you've had a bit of a renaissance. Do you think COVID helped you in that regard? Because I do remember reading that it gave you a thing of I keep I want to ride as long as physically possible. Yeah, obviously when when we had COVID, we wouldn't ride and it sort of opened my eyes a bit that I'm not ready definitely not ready to retire um, I enjoy riding my bike I enjoy racing um, and I'm, it, I've sort of looked at it and think oh, you're a long time retired and I don't want to be um, one that retires and maybe come back in a year or two to come back to it I'll, you know once I retire it will be that will be it so I want to make sure that I cram as much as I can in while I'm fit and healthy and enjoying it so when I do retire I can retire and say no I'm done for good Obviously, there was a lot of conjecture when you left Leicester. Well, you were sacked from Leicester and you went to Peterborough. Looking back, do you uh, obviously you disagree with the decision? But why do you think they made that decision? Um, I'm not sure. Really, from what you no, know, I think with they jumped in quick and Stuart said himself, you know, he jumped in too quick to replace Nick and with Batch, and it wasn't sort of the, the right fit, I guess. And yeah, they had to make changes, and he said, you know, he needed two to go. So um, with Batch and, and obviously I was the the obvious choice, I guess, not performing is the standard that I wanted to, I guess. But um, and the riders that they was going to bring in was a Grand Prix rider, but it sort of all fell through, I think. And then yeah, so it sort of it didn't pay off in the end. Did you see it coming? No, I was shocked to be honest when he rang me about it. But um, you know, now I just you know just get on with it, and nothing shocks me in speedway anymore. <laughs> Going back, do you kind of regret leaving Peter in the first place? No, not really. Cause no. I, I left there because one, like they, at the time, they were uncertain with their future, and two, um, I wanted a new challenge. You know, we won the league there, and then you know, it, I sort of was enjoying riding the track way it was set up, and um, I wanted a new challenge. Saying Leicester was only down the road for me, I wanted to you know, work with Stuart, and I thought well, Leicester would be a, it's a track I always gone to and enjoyed riding, but always struggled because they've always had a good home side. So I thought maybe I'd, it'd be a perfect fit, but. Um, you know, we struggled with trying to find a setup that I was happy with um, and everything really. But, it, you know, it's his speedway. You know, you live and learn. And, um, you know, we, we 
we both, you know, I've spoken to Stuart numerous times, obviously, I guess for Leicester. <laughs> and I spoke to, him, spoke to him the week after, obviously, we got released and that. And um, my boy went up and had a practice at Leicester. So, you know, we both agreed, you know, it was, we'll never say never that we would work together again because Speedway is a small sport. On that, I was going to mention your boy. Does he, do you think you see a future for him in the spot? I know you had a few laps at Birmingham the, uh, this week. Is there another bomber on the way? Well, he keeps telling you he is. He wants to go racing. So, um, yeah, we, we'll see how he is. He's only, he's only free. So, um, you know, he's, <laughs> you know, he, he's, he is bike mad. You know, he's got his little miniature bikes that he plays with in his bedroom and around the house and everywhere. And, yeah, he, he is bike mad. He wakes up bikes and he goes bed to <laughs> thinking bikes. So, you know, I, we, you know, we haven't pushed him into it and I won't push him into it. You know, wherever path he decides he wants to go down to try in life, then, you know, Hopefully we're in the position that we can let him try and do what he wants to do and he'll find his own path. But yeah, if he wants to have a go, then I guess I'll be one of them dad shouting from the uh, the, the outside telling him to push and go out. <laughs> um, what do you think of the regular side? Do you think uh, Do you think when you look at the side, do you think this is going to be a really tough match? Or or because you've strengthened up, you think it might be slightly easier? No, I, don't, I, I think my, my views on the red card team is the same as beginning of the season when, when I've seen them put together, that they're the team that could win the playoffs. Um, they've got some good riders, especially at home. You know, obviously Charles is track specialist. You know, Danny's good around it. Eric, you know, on their everyone on their day can perform home and away. So I don't think, um, you know, we can, any team that come here can take them lightly because it, it's a good fair home track and um, you can have some great racing, but they say the home riders are strong here. So especially, you, you know, the reserves is going well and, you know, with Connor as well, it's, uh, Yes, they've got a solid one to seven. Does Chris Harris have another British title in him? I hope so. Um, you know, we I keep trying to. It's hard at Bellevue. Um, you know, I, I can go there and have good meetings, and I've gone there and had some shocking ones. So it's just it's one of them tracks. It's it's sort of potluck on the day, really, for me. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of us saying about um, having a little series or you know two every three rounds, um, but you know I go back to the day when it was always at Wolverhampton and riders, fans and management was always moaning. It was always at Wolverhampton every year. So um, it's no different now. It's always seems to be at Bellevue, but nobody really, the fans don't really moan about that now. So, um, you know, don't get me wrong. It is a great racetrack, great stadium. It is, but, um, you know, the, I don't forget the past when people used to moan. So I think that must come of age. But yeah, so, you know, maybe it'd be something, something different that we, they could do. You know, the riders are asking for maybe over three, three rounds um, like they do in other countries. So maybe it's something we can try. I, I know what the answers might be is it's going to cost more money to run and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, there's a lot of racetracks that could provide some good racing. Like yeah, here, for players. instance, you know, they could have one pool. They could have it four. They could have pool. They could have one, say, Oxford here. Mm, Glasgow well, and, and Bellevue, Bellevue and yeah. finish at Bellevue I think what they're probably biggest afraid of is that going if they ever over three or four that it could be one before they get to the last round mm. I think that's what their biggest fear is but until they try it you I'm sure they can find a way of making sure that they it, it, it is close over mm. them rounds but you know two more um, obviously there's a lot of doom and gloom in the country about tracks closing. But on the other hand, there's a lot of good young riders coming through. We've got Luke Harrison here. You've got Ace Piper at Glasgow. We've got Conor Bailey. Lots of young riders come through. There is hope for the future in this country, isn't there, for Speedway? Yeah, I just hope that they're given the opportunity. So like I said, when I obviously got dropped, that it wouldn't, I wasn't bitter that I was got dropped. I was first time in my career I got dropped, but I was looking for... First? Yeah, first oh, time yeah. being sacked. So, um, 
you know, I was looking more to to for him if my boy got into it. Is I want him to make sure there is speedway that he can get into. Um, but yeah, I, I do feel and I look at like how Poland is running. You know, they're they're top. You know, they're actually their six and sevens are for them the twenty one poles, and they stay there until they're twenty one. Where you know, I know they sort of got the rising star a bit, but you know, it, it, they still got can go up to the main body, which is a good for them to thing, but. There must be a way that we can bring them all the youngsters on and let them have a chance at the higher level, so they can bring in and not just keep swapping them because they're having a bad run instead of, you know, when I, you know, I go back to when Colin, when I went to Coventry and I was struggling, you know, Jamie he wrote, Copen wrote there wanted me sacked and Colin said no, we're going to work with work with him and he did and you know he's helped me turn out to what I was today. Last one is on Coventry. Do you see hope for the future for Coventry Speedway? And I'm assuming if that did happen, you'd be the first name on the team sheet. I was. I speak to Jeff quite a bit when I see him. Obviously, Jeff Davis is obviously one of the organisers trying to get it back. So um, yeah, I keep you know I try to keep update to it all. And you know, for me, Coventry is always one of the best race tracks to race on when it's prepared right, like everywhere really. But you know, I spent I think 14 seasons overall there on and off. So we had a long time there, and say I've got a lot of love for the place and uh, fond memory. So I definitely would. Uh, Jeff knows if they come back that. <laughs> I would be uh, willing to go back there and you know I've told me I need to get it back before I retire so I can have my retirement there so um, yeah fingers crossed they can get it back you know they got Oxford back but I ain't got 15 years to wait for that one to, for commentary to come back yeah and uh, Bomber Bear ending on a poignant note and of course best wishes to all of those involved in the fight to bring back Speedway and motorsport in general to uh, Coventry's Brandon Stadium the inquiry is underway this week uh, already we've uh, heard submissions from uh, the Premiership CEO Phil Morris and uh, also Chris Van Stratton uh, a couple of uh, the people so far making their cases you can keep up to date with that online uh, and there is uh, actually um, live streams of of the hearings as well uh, which you can keep up to date with through the course of the process so looking ahead at the week ahead in british speedway starting in the sports insure premiership ipswich host bellevue in what's become the first leg of their playoff semi on thursday the tie will then be completed in manchester on monday september 25th while the same date the first leg of the clash between wolves and sheffield that semi-final takes place at monmore the main feature on Eurosport and Discovery Plus will be uh, that fixture at the National Speedway Stadium though on Monday and of course you can see um, Ipswich versus Bellevue this Thursday on TV. In the Cab Direct Championship, uh, all three matches so far this week have been postponed due to the weather. Glasgow versus Redcar, Poole versus Edinburgh and Oxford versus Redcar. Uh, the next fixtures will be on Friday and big fixtures they are too. Huge match at the Eddie Wright Raceway. The Pirates travelling to Scunthorpe in what could definitely be a pivotal fixture. The Scorpions then visit Edinburgh in a rearranged fixture on Saturday evening. Meanwhile, Group B Oxford look to complete a 100% home record when they host Redcar. The return fixture takes place Echo Arena on Friday. Glasgow then take on Redcar in a rearranged fixture on Saturday afternoon. It's a 2pm start time there. And in the National Development League, Leicester host Oxford on Saturday in a clash of the club's favourite to complete the qualification for the grand final. Meanwhile, Mildenhall still in with an outside chance. Uh, the Fen Tigers visit Edinburgh on Friday. Uh, there's uh, also due to be action on Saturday at Berwick as well. And um, that will be um, up against the Bellevue Colts 
on Saturday night. And then, of course, the top riders in the league compete for the National Development League Riders' Championship at Workington on Sunday afternoon. And that fixture will be live on BSN, as will the fixture on Friday at Scunthorpe. Scunthorpe versus Poole. Edinburgh versus Scunthorpe and the uh, National League Riders Championship at Workington all on BSN over the course of this coming weekend. So it's getting to the exciting time of the season. There's lots of things and twists and turns to come and we'll be here next week to round up all the events of the uh, seven days that we're currently in here on No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. Don't forget to check out our previous episodes as well. Uh, whilst the uh, fixtures in question that we've been talking about have uh, probably since long gone and you can look back on great hindsight as to whether we were right or not with the various predictions, uh, some great guests over the course of the last few weeks as well. So check those out and listen to them at your leisure. Keep up to date with everything. Um, Other podcasts that you can check out from the world of Speedway, I'll give a mention to Kelvin Tatum's podcast, Tatum Talks, which um, features Kelvin Tatum very much talking. It does exactly what it says on the tin. That's his official podcast. Uh, My other hobby horse is uh, Humans of Speedway, which uh, will be coming back for a new series very, very soon. And a couple of other Speedway podcasts to give a shout-out to. There are many others. Um, Round the Boards podcast, which um, you should listen to because I'm, I'm on that as well this week. So check that one out. They've got a special guest there. James Pearson is their guest this week on that. And uh, the Talk Speedway podcast is back as well. And they have got um, a special interview with Jason Crump on their latest episode as well. So check those out. Share the love. We'll be back with a new episode next week on No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Podcast Network.